0: Hey folks, thanks for coming back to the Christian Christianese podcast. i um, glad you're back. I think what I want to talk about today, we've discussed this before, but what does it actually mean to be a Christian? Um, the last time I gave some quotes from Nicene Creed and stuff, but today I want to talk about it just a little bit differently. So you ready? Let's roll. Yeah, like I said, um, the last time we discussed what does it mean to be a Christian, um, I gave some some quotes from the Nicene Creed, but. Uh, here's some words that um, that often come to mind for me and and some of them are so overused that they've almost lost their meaning for some not for all of us but we we kind of get uh, wrapped up into some of these words and we throw them out to other people like they actually make sense and we make them into our sales pitch well our sales pitch doesn't work because of them but they are what we are so i'm gonna I'm going to go through these and try to quickly <laughs> discuss what each one means uh, in, in our Christian society. So, saved means that we have received uh, a pardon from hell. Hell is the, is the place where, uh, in the afterlife, those who don't say yes to the, the forgiveness of Jesus, the risen Christ, for those that say no to that, they go there. It's a place that was made for Satan, the opposer of God, not the antithesis of God, which is in some mythology. OK, life giver. That's another thing that a Christian should be. Um, and that is somebody that just uh, I think of Toby Mac and, you know, some some follow him. Some don't. My wife loves Toby Mac. He's got some some great lyrics. Um He's you know former member of DC Talk and all that, um, but he he uses this term speak life and it's been co-opted and and so on. But uh, a, a life giver is somebody that um, really, as a Christian, they are empowered by the Holy Spirit, member of the Trinity, uh, to give life to those around them, whether it's at work or at school or family or neighbors, you name it, all that they give life. They speak things that are life-giving. Um, they act in such a way that is life-giving. A person is redeemed. A person that is a Christian is uh, redeemed. They have been paid for, um, given given a new chance at life. They're changed. Another word that um, that often happens and, and should. Um, a person that is changed by the gospel. So the gospel comes in. uh, We talked a little bit about last time what the gospel is. It's um, trusting in the the saving work of Jesus on the cross to forgive us of the sins so that we are pardoned from hell. And then by that, our soul gets changed. We get a new soul, basically. And then we are changed. Holy, that's one that, that we we kind of almost like saved, we, we throw that out there. And what it means is to be set apart and it can, you know, you can apply it in a lot of different ways. Like I am set apart for such and such a work, uh, to, to do this. I'm, I'm set apart as a pastor. I am set apart as a podcaster. I'm set apart as an employee at fill in the blank for yourself. You can be set apart for a lot of different things, But also set apart in a way that says, I'm different now from what I was. I'm different from um, the rest of the world in that I've attained this new uh, look on life that says, Jesus has taken care of my pardon. I'm done. And I look different. Um, So that's being changed. It's also being holy. Bold. So here's here's one that gets a little messy. Boldness. Uh, Often mistaken as being a jerk, but sometimes it is being a jerk. So caution with boldness and being led by Holy Spirit to say things from him that mean something to someone, as opposed to being a condemner. Two very different actions uh, to say your action is something that is going to lead you to harm. Let me share what the gospel really means and how it applies to you in a way that means The next word love um that acts out a whole ball of wax of things um but boldness gives a person the ability to go i'm scared of saying something right now but i'm gonna do it and and i'm gonna do it in love and i'm being led by god himself to make this statement um, or do this thing transparency i I'm scared to do this podcast every week. I got to. I'll be honest with that. Um, but boldness is kind of giving me that ability to go out and, and go ahead and do this um, because I feel like here's another word called. Uh, I feel like God said, I want you to do this. Um, just have a conversation with neighbors and uh, just be a different voice that that is available for people to kind of click to and listen to and so on. Um Here's another thing that's really cool. I love this one. It's being known by God. A Christian is known by God. We get adopted into God's family and... He knows us. I think that's a pretty cool thing to think about in that uh, this, you know, we think about the the creation of the world is pretty amazing. Well, that same creator that that created the the trees in my backyard, that created the the mountains, that created the ability for the plate tectonics to happen and things blow up from underneath. And there was a big flood and all this amazing science behind the creator. Well, that same creator knows me. And that's, um, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I, I feel pretty, pretty awesome when someone says, um, Hey, so-and-so knows you. And I went, Oh, wow. They actually claim me. That's kind of, that's, uh, that's awesome. But it's even cooler to know that, uh, that I'm known by God, the creator of everything. Um, Christians are in a community of, of like-minded believers um, you see it beginning throughout all of the, the whole New Testament um, and they would meet in houses and and just surround themselves with people of like mind that can challenge each other, tell each other when they're being stupid, love on each other when, when things are going really crappy and, and all those types of things. And so a Christian should be in a community of believers. That's just a smart thing to do. And it's known. You see that in, in every letter that Paul writes, that's what they're doing. They're being in a community of believers that are encouraging and um, wisdom-giving, and so on, so that's an important thing. They're filled. Um, they're filled. With the Holy Spirit, I think that's a big subject, but I'm going to just say that one. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God comes into a a Christian's life and gives boldness and gives uh, comfort and all of the things that are that are great about that role of God, that personhood of God, um, that character of God. I think English loses the translation a lot of times, but that's one thing that we are is filled uh, another thing is fulfilled and, and that can look a lot of different ways. Like, um, yeah, I think people will go, I'm really fulfilled in my job. Well, they mean something entirely different than, and, and we all say, this is a human thing. I'm really fulfilled in this job. I'm really fulfilled by being a parent, or I'm really fulfilled by being a friend to this new friend. And well, that's a different type of fulfillment. That's kind of a, a life purpose, um, human thing that we can be in a sense fulfilled by it, but there's a fulfillment that comes from knowing that there's, there's like this destiny of, of not being in hell versus being in heaven um, in, in the afterlife, uh, believe it or not, you know, choose, you know, so those that don't believe in an afterlife that, that might be tuning in, um, not believing it doesn't make it true. So uh, believing it doesn't make it true, but the fact that it is true, is what makes it true to maybe a different subject for a different time but um fulfilled knowing that that my 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 afterlife destination is with the almighty is pretty fulfilling. That is a, f- a fulfillment. Um, Christians get gifted, and I think this is something that has been even kind of marketed and and product developed and stuff. Find your spiritual gift, and I just I kind of cringe with that a little bit. But it is true that we are all given giftedness in in various ways. You know, I I can express that there's been times where I've had a gifting of one of these various things that you see in like especially in first corinthians when if you look up that letter that paul wrote to that church um he discusses several gifts and and there's been giftings that have come upon me and others that uh, don't always happen so some person that says i have the gift of healing right now or forever or um again a, a big subject but christians are gifted by almighty and that's pretty sick um or fearless this kind of goes along with that that subject of boldness um there's a a fear that gets removed um when the holy spirit gives an empowerment so um fear can be rejected i'm no longer a slave to it and that becomes a, a mantra but also more of an intrinsic thing that we get it's a it's a it's a gift uh said that already but um here's one that that there's an antithesis that I'm going to discuss in a minute of this but gentleness i think that that a person that is given this gift of of holy spirit to come onto the the soul and empower a person is is gifted a, an element of gentleness and that's that can be an instant or it can be a growth process um, but there's a gentleness that comes over when when that comforter jesus said i'm going to leave but i'm going to give you a comforter so know that and it's going to be cool you guys are going to be fine um because i'm going to send something greater someone greater and uh, you'll you'll have uh, a fearlessness a gentleness though that also comes with that gift and then lastly And again, this is not an exhaustive list. These are just some terms that come to mind Is a servant leader, a servant. What comes to mind is when Jesus washed the disciples feet. Um, They, they, you know, they're walking around on turds and, and all kinds of grossness in the clay and dirt that they walked on and walked on some of those streets. And some of them are still dirty, walked in Nazareth and, uh, it's still kind of vile. It was, it wasn't a good town two thousand years ago, and it's not still the most beautiful town in, in terms of appearance and uh, a lot of things. But they walked in sandals, and so Jesus, as the leader of all these folks, goes, "Hey guys, um, let's. I'm gonna wash your feet. I'm gonna I'm gonna serve you, and I'm gonna demonstrate servant leadership. So a person that." again, receives the gift of forgiveness and gets to be pardoned from hell where everyone's destined for who doesn't follow Christ, um, they get the gift of servanthood, which which can be looked down upon easily. But um, it's, it's also uh, something that people are attracted to. So those are some things of what we are or what we should be. Uh, what we can grow into and what we will become the longer we walk this journey. Um, I said something to some someone, uh, and I've heard this many times. I think Harley-Davidson actually came up with it, but the journey is the destination. And this journey that we're on um, produces these uh, these fruits. I'm going to discuss that in a minute, too. Um, but what's the flip side? You know, we can look at what we should be and, and what we can be and will become and so on. Um, but what's the flip side of that? One thing that comes to mind is boring. You know, I think that there's a lot of Christians that or or I should say non-Christians who look at the life of some Christians and you go, "Man, I would not want your life because you're boring. You are you are everything that I don't want to be a part of." So, for us to be life-givers, boring doesn't coincide with that necessarily. I get that there's instances where a quiet person can be a life giver. Absolutely. That's not the same as having this blah, blah, blah sort of life. So anyway, an- another one is dumb. And I don't mean the person who cannot hear or speak. I mean, a person that is not intelligent. Um, a Christian should not be a dumb person. We have all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge inside of us. Um, Colossians, I think three, look that up. So we should not be mindless individuals who don't have the, the audacity to research or read or make ourselves more intelligent because knowledge brings up wisdom, right? So we should not be dumb. Uh, we shouldn't be a doormat. You know, I think we, we kind of get into this, well, I'm a servant. And so I'm just going to let people walk on me. You know, I don't, I don't think that's what Jesus did uh, when he walked the earth. When he before he ascended into heaven and kind of made started making our really sweet houses up there, um, I really don't think that he was a doormat. Uh, you see him in silence at times, but it doesn't mean that he was just letting the Pharisees and and the Romans and whoever else walk on him. That's not the example. He actually spoke against them. He called them names uh, when they deserved it, and it was truth, right to the soul. So here's another one: a Christian should not be harsh. Um, this is something that I think you know. I I know I can grow in this at times that uh, I can be snippy and snappy with my kids, um, but a person that has has God in them, mm, harshness. harshness should dissipate and kind of begin to go the way of the buffalo. Um, We should not be hateful. Um, You know, we, we get this rap and rightfully so at times where we are kind of hateful and mean and we are condemning and people receive that and go, why, again, why would I want that when when you, there's no love coming out of you, it's just this this disdain for me. These people that um, that go down and they protest, you know, I, I despise this one. I despise this one. I'm starting to get really mad when I'm saying it. <laughs> but it's when, when people hold up a sign that says God hates fags. That's not true. That's not true at all. Stop saying that. That's so, A, it's dumb because you haven't read your Bible because God loves everyone. Does he want everyone to stay in the the path that they're in? No, but that doesn't mean that he hates them. That is stupid and hateful. Stop saying that. If you're one of those people, don't do that stand up for what's true what's right and what's beautiful but don't be hateful and and misquote who god is to say what you want to say that might be part of you you can't speak for god for that Uh, so here's here's one that i think gets especially in america uh, a lot maybe even in what in the western culture but i specifically see it in america well i'm an american therefore i'm a christian that's also not true um you that those two aren't necessarily the same thing that's like saying well i'm from zimbabwe so i'm a christian how does that even work just because our our country was founded by christians believe it or not it's true just because that's the case doesn't mean that um because you were born here that you're you're a christ follower it means that you might have christian morals and that's not the same thing so people that are country first sorry um you have to think in a different way uh, what what a christian is is a person that follows christ they might be from like zimbabwe or china or america or south america or canada or you name the country they they're a person who is in, whose citizenship is in in god's account not in in their country of birth your country doesn't make you a specific religion of any kind—it's what you choose, what you uh, what you align with, and what what you have uh, submitted yourself to. Especially with Christianity, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by Him. Not by being American, not by being Brazilian, not by being Japanese. None of it. Our nationality matters as. As we are a national person, you know, being whatever country you're from, you are that. That I'm not denying that. I'm I'm a patriot. I love this country, but my my servanthood to God comes before my servanthood to my country, and they can be synonymous, but not every time. Which comes first? I mentioned the the fearless part of of being a Christian. Well, a person that is fearful and meek. Paul actually called Timothy out on that he said look God didn't give you a spirit of fear that's not from God so a person that's afraid of everything looking looking for the devil under every rock or um, just unwilling to step out um, in in whatever way is necessary maybe God wants you to do a podcast and you're afraid that's not from God so I mentioned this, the, the country first thing. I think that um, sometimes the people who despise Christians or an, or even at minimum are annoyed by Christians, they want Christians to become apolitical. No, Jeremiah, now I'm going to forget the passage, but you guys can look it up. You're smart people. He says, care for the country that you live in, because from that comes your your wealth, your prosper. You're going to prosper because you you dwell there and you care for the place that you live. So we should be political. But again, that doesn't define... The, the Christianity that we have, that's defined in the Bible, and that's by that's defined by God's working inside of each of us. Um, if you don't know this, I'm looking at a list. I have to have a sheet of paper in front of me or whatever. Otherwise, I'll just go off and no one will understand anything I say. Uh, so mean, that's a thing. Don't deny it. It's just real. We shouldn't be mean. I You know, I think we, I'm going to speak truth. Well, yeah, you don't have to be a jerk about it, though. Okay. Speak truth. You should. We all should. However, don't set the opposition on fire. Don't go throw bricks at an abortion clinic. That's not going to help anything. They're going to get more funds from the federal government to fix that, that window that you broke. Knock it off. It's not accomplishing anything. Do things the right way. Don't be a finger shaker. You're you're not going to Bible thump someone into eternity with God by shaking your finger and telling them where they're wrong love people be kind etc speak truth obviously but speak it in life another thing that i'm going to wrap up these what you know the antithesis of what we are the word unregenerate comes to mind so you know regenerate means to to basically to be given new life and you know i've seen where people are they they start going to church they are you know behaving in in some of the right ways but they still have their um their their old habits which again sometimes those don't just break um or can they're they're not becoming new and so a christian is regenerated a non-christian a person that says no to christ is not being regenerated they're unregenerated they're unchanged in the truest sense of the form and in a lot of ways, we can't really see what's going on underneath the, the waterline with a person, but sometimes we can. And so a person that uh, says, I'm a Christian, that person should be regenerated. That person should be submitting themselves to God and, and God's word, the Bible, right? So tune into the Bible and um, you'll be regenerated. And that's a nifty little thing. So I mentioned this before the the scriptures are our guidebook, our our rule book. our traditions though they're they're really helpful sometimes but but sometimes they're merely traditions our our, our traditions give us illustrations of what we should be becoming or are becoming or have become even they they're that illustration like taking communion um, you're you're remembering christ's blood and and that should have a, an effect in in your soul it's it's not there to drink the blood of christ like a vampire we're not vampires we're remembering the work that jesus did on the cross it's uh it's it's part of what we do it's it's become a tradition and it's something that jesus told us we should do but it's not a thing that if you don't do it you're going to die or something like that i don't know um i see i'm starting to ramble with the Bible being what it is, uh, and it's, it being our guidebook, our rule book, and since we, we recently touched on its importance, I want to ask what does the Bible say it is to be a Christian? A little factoid the Bible actually rarely mentions the word Christian. And it actually started, it is mentioned in in the book of Acts, that that early, early church, as as things started to unpack and become what it is today, become what it is today, somewhat. But in Antioch, that's where opposers of the way, uh, which is what it was called in its early stages, if you didn't know that, um, that's where they mockingly started calling the disciples Christians. They were making fun of them saying, oh, you're little Christ. That word means little Christ. And yet it stuck. And so we, we now call ourselves Christians because we are living a life after our Lord. Um, And Lord has a different tone to it, doesn't it? It, It's more than just a, a boss or someone that hands down rules. It's someone that we follow. So the Bible has a few things to say about what it means to be a Christian. And so I'm going to touch on a few of those things. It means to be obedient. You know, we, we are devoted. Like I just said, we're, we're really devoted. We're, we're following a Lord. We're following the Lord um, who is God. And that, that's who we're following. He actually, Jesus gave 147 different commandments and we we need to stay obedient christians should be obedient and therefore have to study what it is to be obedient to those 147 different commandments maybe someday maybe maybe in the in the second season i'll do kind of a series on what those commandments are that'd be kind of fun but one of the things that jesus said was if you love me keep my commandments that's why the the early disciples the apostles were so big on teaching the things that jesus said they were big on teaching the law even Uh, the the old testament the law and the prophets they were big on on learning from those so that they understood what jesus commandments actually meant and and meant for us to walk out we're a branch that's an interesting concept and the scriptures use it in various ways Uh, one that i think is from jesus and then another from paul Uh, to be a branch, Jesus said, "Abide in me, and I will give you life." And I'll, I'm going to discuss that passage here in a little bit. Um, so, hold in mind, branch. We're to be a branch. A couple different subjects going in there, but I think one of the things that's meant in that—not I think I've studied up on this—is to be useful. And a couple different ways that we're useful. Uh, John 15. look it up the gospel of John chapter 15 talks about abiding in the vine and bearing much fruit. Well, in bearing much fruit, there's a couple of different meanings. One of them is to, is to bear fruit in the gospel, to see the gospel have its work in other people to be sharing it and living it out, letting your life be a sermon. And, and then when necessary, use those words that come out of your face when necessary, and the other thing is in, in various work ways, we go out and we do various works. And there's a lot to what that looks like. Uh, we, we help mothers who are mothers when they didn't plan to be. And so we, we go and they, they teach them how to be a mom and you know figure out the right situation for that person without committing murder to the baby. We, we might uh, go and help the homeless. The poor you will always have among you, Jesus said. Well, they, yep, that's clear. We, we see them and uh, maybe we go and we help them. There's various ways to go out and bear fruit um, versus not bearing fruit but we're obedient to those teachings and those commandments. Um, And when we dwell in or abide in, as Jesus talks about there in John chapter 15, we dwell in the spirit of God Uh, works come out of us and it's, it's full of life. That's another thing that, uh, that we should be again. I mentioned that. And I think a way that that, that can work out is another trend that started to happen early in, in the church history, historically, women have been thought to be property even. Um, And this still happens in in other places in the world. In Western society, not so much, but... But the the church began to elevate women to to a higher stance where they could hold leadership positions. They they mentored people. um, They just saw value in in God creating. It wasn't good enough for Adam to be by himself. So he went, I'm going to make somebody for you. And the rest is history. Um, But but then women were kind of degraded and the church elevated women and started to honor them uh the way as it was called began to change the 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 trend of the world um you know some will disagree with that and say no no no." when they when in the temple of diana they elevated women no to make someone a prostitute who and then you call her a priest that's not honoring her that's making her a sex object and that's just objectifying her that's wrong the church said oh no you should be lifted up and and there's various ways we're not going to get into them all today but that's a thing that began to happen that made the gospel come to life and do different things so those are some of the things that that scripture says Um, the early church wasn't perfect Um, the church though should and, and in a lot of ways still does, I think we get a bad rap and I give the church a bad rap at times, but the church is, is who walks out the display of Jesus, the work of Jesus. We can see who we are by how we act and how we do and how we, how we speak and how we live. There's, there's a passage in, in Paul's letter to the, the church in Rome and it really can sum up what, what we are becoming as Christians, what it means to walk that term out. And he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy, set apart, and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's a big passage, and and it's one of my favorites, to be honest. God's big ask to us is to be transformed, and then He gives us this tool. He gives us the ability by knowing Him, and being known by Him, and and to present that that transforming self to Him as a gift. It's this neat reciprocal relationship that a Christian gets to have as a privilege where we are given the gift of forgiveness and what that, that God that gave us that gift of forgiveness says, now let that gift transform you. But that transformation, give it back to me as a gift and let those works come out. All those different words that we talked about, what we are becoming, what we should be. That's what God asks of us. That's what a Christian is, as a person giving the gift of what God has given to him. And therefore to the world, to the people around us that we care about, the people that we work with, that we care about, our family, our friends, all those things. Not just a a list follower, not a boring doofus that doesn't do anything. We're life givers. I'm going to wrap this. It was going to be short. Maybe it's not going to be short this time. But think on that. How do we behave? How do we become? What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that we're renewed and that we're giving that renewal back to God. And we give it back to God by doing things nice for other people. Showing love in various ways. Being obedient to the call of God to, again, give our gifts in various ways. Hey, shoot me an email. Maybe someone should join me for another one of these neighbor conversations. Maybe it should be you. I'll talk to you next time. I love you. To support Christian News with JD Shin, click in the show notes. It'll help my dad create future shows.